Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. We're back. The PP1 podcast promises you when the Canucks win in the playoffs, you win. Boys, we're going on to the real playoffs. We're going to be taking on the Dallas Stars or the defending champion St. Louis Blues. But you know who we're not playing anymore? We're not playing the Minnesota Wild anymore, boys, because we're still standing. Brady, Ted, how you doing? I'm buzzing! Guys, I am buzzing right now. Like, holy crap. That was the best game ever. Well, let's not go there. Let's let's not go there. It was it was good. It's oh, been nine boy. years since we won a playoff series, man. I'm just freaking out right now. It's been a long time. I forgot That's the fair. feeling. That's fair. I was in high school the last time we won a playoff series. That's a long time. He's dating himself. Man, that was fun. That was completely the opposite of what I tried to call, which was like a 2-1 or a one nothing game, some bullshit with overtime and stuff like that. Yeah. That was crazy. There was so much back and forth in that game. Oh. Man, it, that was fun to watch. Super stressful. When like, it was I'm pretty four, sure I have at least a few more gray hairs and less hair now. When it was 4-3, uh, were you feeling it? Like, were you like, they're coming back still? Like, there's, I was like, yeah, we got this. There's enough time yeah, left. We got this. Yeah. It was, How do you be, buddy? Oh, jeez. Just... Typical Canucks, eh? This year, it's just like you you kind of count them out just a, like just a little bit because realistically, it wasn't the greatest game they played, but they stayed in, and then they tie it, and you're thinking, all right, you you either gonna do this right or you're gonna put us through a lot of pain for the next two days, and mm-hmm. they, somehow they uh, kind of combine like the Alex Burrows and Kevin Bieksa all in one goal. You know, like the game two wraparound in the Stanley Cup and then like the stanchion, but like from Chris Tanov, not yeah. non-goal scorer. That was, that was the best part. It was nice to see him not take a puck in the face and lose another teeth, but score one. Yeah. Uh, but man, like uh, there was just so much going on in that game and, and, and so many weird goals, like like strange goals, like the, the Hughes shot flip up over the net, the Sutter goal, obviously, right? Um there were some really nice goals, like like the Hughes goal, yeah. Um, but but I mean, a couple like we're talking what like three three goals probably, Marky that w- that Marky would like to have back in that scenario. Easy. And those were tough. So it was really nice to see uh, the team pick Marky up from uh, for once. Uh, not not for once. They've done it a couple times this year. But he's it got mentioned in the telecast. But it's he's stolen so many games for this team over the the course of the season that it was nice to see. Vancouver outscore a bad goaltending performance from a goalie who we normally depend on to be stupid solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, man. And the Canucks, they were chasing all game long, like from start to finish. Uh, Minnesota got an early one, and next thing you know, they tied it, and then it was 3-1, to one, and then also 3-3, three, three, and then 4-4, four, four, and it, there was just no quit in the Vancouver Canucks tonight. Like, great all-around performance when they needed it most. After what? I mean, you know, other than Tyler Myers. I mean, we can we can get into that later. But. <laughs> we, well, I think we're going to nix that rule because it feels like it's going to come up more and more and more. 
but did, Holy. did anyway, you anyway yeah amazing game by the did by, you guys watch the leafs blue jackets game before this because i had all the oh. ki- all the kinds how- of feels going into this one. i'm like no 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 we can't see this again <laughs> how crazy yeah, was like- that it was we were we were chatting back i know uh, at least a few of us with me and b were chatting back and forth with keeks noted noted torts fan uh about are we is he just gonna blow up at any moment here is he just gonna pop this top i was popping some popcorn to be ready for that um what it, what ended up resulting obviously the the the, the leaves came back from a three nothing deficit with like three and a half minute, minutes left to make elvis merzlikens look like a superhuman goalie uh not not like an all-star world goalie yeah uh and then to follow it up only with with an ot win and, and austin matthews with the winner and that hilarious post-game presser with torts as well so that was really fun to watch i love watching that guy and his shit-eating grin so good yeah i didn't know it was faster uh tanov's goal in overtime or uh john tortorello on the in the post uh post-game report there holy well played 47 well played. seconds on the podium well oh, I like played that. i like that nice but, work but that's torts like even my wife said she's like oh i miss that guy i'm like yes or do i <laughs> yeah all we were missing was a brooksy question right i mean it could have been so much better but it was already really good so so yeah. his his new guy in uh cbj is uh, aaron ports line for the athletic um if you oh, okay. follow him on twitter he's he's their main beat guy so he's got a he's got a new bro good but uh we've got some new bros because uh you know we're going to the playoffs playoffs <laughs> yeah. Playoffs. Oh, yeah i'm just happy they won the game we oh, play man. to win the game baby i uh it was good to see tanner pearson with a huge game in my opinion uh, obviously he set up horvat for the game tying goal uh had one of his own um, but I, th- I feel like it's like that with Tanner Pearson, right? It's, it's, it's feast or famine. We, I called him out last game is my guy. I just want to see a more consistent effort. So he goes from having a big game to having a uh, game back to having another big game. So mm-hmm. the up and down continues for Pearson. I want to see him obviously carry that into the next series. And he looked like, you know a, else? he looked like Sorry, a dad, Ryan. He, I was just going to say quickly, he looked like a dad in game one too. I think he was definitely he a did. guy that we all, I, I thought anyway, I thought, you know, if they have to pull someone to put in Jake or, or Zach or Louie or whoever, I thought I'm like, you know, Tanner Pearson isn't the worst pick right now, just considering what we're getting into. And he ends up being one of the, you know, the guys that turns the tide in this series, really. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you yeah. know, you know the Canucks are leaning on him too, going into that third frame. Him and guys like Beagle. I know Beagle, Beagle's out. We're gonna have to talk about that too. Mm-hmm. But guys who have that like elite amount of playoff experience, guys who have won cups, who can rally the room and say, "Hey, get your head out of your asses. We're in this game. It's not over yet. Let's go out there and work." Um, and that's exactly what Tanner Pearson did. So I mean, that's partially what we're paying these guys. We're obviously obviously paying these guys to play roles and to score goals. Um, but the the Canucks are leaning on guys like Tanner Pearson and Jay Beagle to have an influence on this room um, with their vast experience. Definitely. Yeah, and you see a guy like Pearson. You know, he's got the Stanley Cup pedigree, and to hit for him to, for him to come in and have a big game is absolutely huge. I saw something on Twitter. I'm not sure if it's actually true, but I I heard he was actually he didn't see the ice at all in the last seven minutes of the second period, and he came in and had a great third period. I'm not sure what happened there. I don't know if uh, I don't know if Green benched him for a little bit. Or I could yeah, be, I don't know. I'm not sure. But anyway, he turns it around, has a great game, and uh, the perfect second liner for Bo Horvat. And it's good to finally see Bo Horvat contribute as well. Uh, he kind of had one of those big, more leadership games, yeah. if you want to call it that. Yeah. Uh, a goal and two assists, I believe he had. And um, he played really good. He just couldn't finish. It's kind of Bo's uh, 
difficulty sometimes. That's his MO. But he uh, he had a nice quick move around uh, one of the guys in low and a good scoring oh, chance, and wow. he just kept playing, man. So. Yeah, that yeah, was awesome. such a nice move. He 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 fades out from behind the net, acts like he's gonna go to the corner to play the play to the man on the half boards, and then goes inside out and comes back to the net. And by then, I can't remember which defender it was was already off foot, leaning to his right, mm -hmm. um, and and puts the puck to the net. But I was also really enthralled with how well. Erickson stayed on the play in front of that net because we've talked about that over the course of the season too. If he's going to score goals, he's going to be a shot in the rebound guy. So not only did Horvat get that shot off and put it on net and it was a great move, but, but Erickson was there to get a, get a second chance and it didn't convert, but you could tell right in there that that line had their shit together. Um, and it was going to be dangerous at some point during this game. How close was I to being right tonight? <laughs> you were right there. You were right there, Hank. I was thinking about that for the majority of the game. Fuck, if, if Hank gets this right, I'm going to have to hear about this for forever. Sure. Forever. And he, like, <laughs> the breakaway, I'm like, no, no way. No way does yeah. Louie no Louis get him that tight. And even Tyler Mott was right on the doorstep a little bit, too. So I'm thinking, yeah, he was. I was even okay with being like a, a two for two, like a goal slash assist kind of thing. Because they were on the yeah, ice for that one shift there that almost happened. When does Erickson get breakaways? That was bonkers. And his stick yeah, didn't break either. The insurance line was uh, was quite impressive. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, considering uh, having Erickson on it, like Pearson played great, Horvat played. They all played great. Uh, Erickson, lots of minutes. He actually led the Canucks in shots, I believe, four shots. Wow. So, you know, he didn't convert, but all in all, you know, they they stuck in it and they won. So yeah, I I, I think that's a great point. That line, I like the name for that line, Brady too. I mean. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, slagging on, on Erickson over the course of the season. We're guilty of that too, but he really does fit nicely on this line because he allows Bo Horvat to uh, carry less of a defensive responsibility, right? I mean, there's been games where Bo's been picked apart a little bit on the defensive side of the puck, even though he's he's one of our stronger defensive, defensive centers. Mm -hmm. um, but it allows him to focus a little bit more on, on puck possession and just being more offensive. Um, so I like I like Louis Erickson on this line, and, and we all know what, what Tanner Pearson can do with that shot. and He's just a viable winger for Bo. But uh, you're right. Yeah, quality play from that line for sure tonight. So let's just go into uh, the, our, our playoff rundown. Let's just go through the obvious one. Um, we did uh, touch on it to begin with. So Tanev's goal. Um, that wins the game. He Tan Chris Tanev had quite a series. He yeah. he he looked like for all this talk about I don't know maybe we shouldn't sign Tanev and he's he's injury prone and this and that. He might be injury prone, but this was like beast mode Chris Tanev for this first play in round. Like I I really do wonder what is he going to be able to contribute going forward in the next round where he's going to be asked to do a lot more because Minnesota they're a good team and I think Vancouver matched up well against them. But Dallas or St. Louis, those are tough matchups, and everybody is going to have to put, put their game up one more notch. Um, obviously, Markstrom as well. But uh, as Chris Tanev, as one of those glue guys that's going into, you know, it's a pivotal contract for him, this is where he earns the sheets. Yeah, super important player. Again, we've talked a lot about this over the course of the season, who is going to be the odd man out. And we think we've narrowed it down to whether it's going to be a Chris Tanev or it's going to be a Troy Stetcher. So um, obviously he's earned his stripe. Like, sure, there's tons of concerns about what's going to happen in year, you know, three, four, and five of that contract when he's 33, 34, 35. Um, but you know what? <laughs> Screw that. That's all out the window right now. I'm worried about what's going on in this team, uh, in this series, in this bubble, 
with a, a possible round one playoff matchup against some possible good teams in the next round too. So big night for Chris Tanev, you know, a goal and two assists plus one, you know, almost, uh, you know, 24 and a half minutes playing alongside our boy Quinn Hughes uh, for a big game. That tandem was dominant tonight. And, and, and Tanev just continues to be a warrior. He takes a puck in the back of the head um, and scores that game-winning goal. Like who, who would have thought in a 5-4 win <laughs> that it was going to be Chris Tanev because it definitely wasn't this guy. It's 2020. Yeah, yeah. anything uh, can happen. <laughs> Tanev just kind of seems to be one of those guys that scores clutch goals. I mean, I was watching the post-game after, and Biexa was mentioning that his first goal was actually a playoff uh, overtime winner as well. So nice to see him do that. So, yeah, especially after he took the puck off the back of the head. Like, that was a scary moment. Yeah. Uh, like, it almost didn't hit his helmet. It was pretty low on it. So you know, good to see him bounce back, have a great game. Um and you know who also had a fucking monster game, I thought, was uh, Brandon Sutter. Yeah. Um, he had a lot of scoring chances, was just it, getting into the dirty areas. Uh, monster game for him, get, gets a dirty, dirty goal, and uh, yeah, loved it. That was like as emotional as I've seen Brandon Sutter after that goal. It just mm-hmm. seemed like he became, like, it was almost like he became a Canuck tonight. <laughs> you know, like everything that's gone on with, with Brandon Sutter over these years, and we've just crapped all over him. He's, sure, be- yeah. he's become just more of a defensive defensive specialist. He's a guy that, you know, we'd rather have Godet in the lineup and all these other things. And when it really matters, Brandon Sutter, like Chris Tan of Brandon, like look, listen to these names that we're getting into. Like the guys, Louis Erickson, I mean, even Tyler Myers actually had, aside from the penalties, Tyler Myers had an okay game. Um, I thought anyway, I wouldn't say it was, uh. I wouldn't say it was amazing. I said, okay. O- <laughs> o- okay is like the bare minimum of, hey, he showed up. <laughs> but yeah, Brandon Sutter, I, l- I loved his game tonight. I mean, massive, massive goal too, especially considering how many pucks were juggled in the air tonight. <laughs> I love I love you two bringing up Brandon Sutter and his game tonight. I mean, I think so much has happened for this guy over the last couple of years, uh, and he's not quite in Louis Erickson territory when it comes to 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 crap that he's been dished. But I think a lot of that has to do with the amount of time that he's missed due to injury. So when we're talking about a guy who's good on draws and and has some defensive acumen. Uh, he's playing on a fourth line where he's essentially a winger to start this series, right? I mean, we're we're opting over Jay Beagle starting as a center over Brandon Sutter. So, you know, fast forward a couple of games later, Brandon Sutter looks like a fixture in this game, this most recent game. He was driving to the net. He was shaken off. He was he was anchoring a PK unit. And, and, and to me, uh, and I was talking about you know, this to our good friend uh, James Rayburn a couple weeks back, but he felt like Brandon Sutter was the type of guy who could be uh, a bit of a difference maker in this series, right? I mean, he's a bigger guy. He still skates pretty well. He's been nicked up and he's been hurt. But if you're going to find a guy on your roster who's got some size and some skill to make a difference in the game, you know, there's a chance that you could find that guy in Brandon Sutter. So I'll be interested to see if he can continue to evolve his game as we move forward into this playoff bracket. Brady, what do you think? Yeah, I think that it was good to see him kind of solidify that elite penalty killing role and kind of show that, you know, the Canucks can still kind of have a top six, bottom six. Yeah. And it can work out. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it, but he's actually, he's really, uh, what's the word here? He's flourishing right now in his position. So to see him, you know, play well, it's it's great for the team, and as long as he can keep it up, it's 
good for everybody. One more thing with Chris Tanev. Um, he had three block shots tonight. I don't know if you guys mentioned that already. Does That's... the one off his head count as a block shot? Or... Probably. Ooh. So Too soon. You, you give a guy <laughs> like Chris Tanev, like I said, the guy is not known for his offense. He had 20 points this season. Yeah, you think wow. about what he put into one game and what it took to, for sixty nine games to get to twenty points, and he basically goes off for like a career output in one night. Yeah, fella had a three point season, and we were all just praying every time that Chris Tamman blocked a shot that he wasn't going to lose that final tooth. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's just it's hanging there. It's just hanging. That's like... why he's growing his hair out so long. He's just hoping that if I can just throw my hair in front of my face, it'll protect the rest of my remaining teeth. It, yeah. Um, but yeah, three-point night, three-point night from the big guy, and we all obviously uh, appreciate the level of calmness that he brings to that back end. I mean, Kevin BX has said it best when he broke into the league that he looked like he was just some defender skating around with a smoke hanging out of his mouth, right? I think he continues to have that poise. I think he's good for Hughes. Those two play off each other, um, and and I didn't feel worried at any point other than you know the Hughes giveaway. Um, where Myers got back, but <laughs> that this tandem was going to struggle. So yeah, uh, really, really liking what uh, what Tanev and and Hughes are doing. Yeah, who knew that Emo Tanev was going to be the one that uh, you know won <laughs> it for us? And it's funny that we talk about it because I think we watched that game and he just proved how much value he has to the Canucks. And I think he's he's earning his his contract extension. And I think it'd be stupid for them to walk away from him. I think. He's a huge, huge leadership guy. He loves blocking shots, and he, he steps up when it matters most. Yeah, that's a bold statement, B. I still don't know what's going to happen. I, I think the price point has to factor in. I, I don't know how thrilled they'd be with paying you know, Chris Tanev like 5.5 or something like that, but they're going to have to explore that for sure. Um, so uh, for now, I'm going to try not to think about the contract because I'm just loving these guys right now. I want to keep loving them. Yeah, that's right a good way to put think. it, man. Yeah, I I don't want to I don't want to be touching Chris Tanov contract stuff yet. I think we got a long way to go still. Let's talk about Quinn Hughes and how freaking amazing he is. You guys thought yeah, he hey, had a good game, really? This just in, um, Quinn Hughes is good at hockey. Very yeah, good. This, this just in, due to the playoffs. Yeah, he's having a he's having himself uh he's having himself a summer. He believes in himself and he just gets better and better and better as he goes. Like, and it seems. I think he had 27, almost 28 minutes tonight, and just he eats the pressure, man. He absolutely loves it. One goal, two assists. So he was phenomenal. His uh, face shows up on the NHL leaders' website a few times. So yeah, he's leading yeah. all defensemen, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I saw a cool, crazy stat right before, like, you know, when he got, I think he got his third point or his goal. It was uh, he has five points in the last five periods of play. Yeah, so I mean, picked up picked up another apple uh, again tonight. Plus, scored that goal, um, which is somehow less than one point less than Kristanov on the on the on the game. But yeah, sorry, yeah, one I goal, mean, one assist. My bad. One and one. Yeah, all good. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, uh, I don't know what I was gonna say. Uh, just that I think he's 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 actually just like the 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 polar opposite in terms of um, Chris Tanev with the same mindset. So it's like he's walking around out there like he doesn't care. Absolute calmness. I think Kevin BX did a really good job during the intermission talking about the guy looking like he's raw and young, but he's just an absolute stone cold killer because he's able to just forget stuff and have that pitcher's mentality, make a mistake, 
walk away from it, move on, and be supremely confident in your ability to strike the next guy out. And that's essentially Chris Tana from a defensive point of view, right? So uh, Quinn Hughes does his thing offensively at an elite level and walks around like he doesn't give a fuck. So, uh, you know, I, I just think we can we continue to feed this guy minutes as long as he can handle them. Um, and at some point, I feel like he's just going to continue to get games over because that goal was was primo. And, and I want to talk real quick, one, about that that one more goal because uh, you know, I know that I'm, that I'm rambling on a little bit, but that was like the fourth goal. I think by the time I had counted that, Hey, gone high glove side on Alex Stalock. So uh, something happening there with the scouting department, knowing where to shoot the puck, but, but Stalock was weak up there and they were attacking him from that point of view. And it was good to see them continue to pot goals in that area. Yeah. It was funny how Stalock was weak on the glove tonight and Marky looked absolutely brutal on the short side. Mm-hmm. Like some of them, like it's almost like you can't really blame him in a sense. Like he got a big chunk of of the one for sure. Um, but I think it was three goals on the shorthand side tonight. And yeah. he's coming off back to back games. I mean, it's good to see the team rally together and keep him in it and earn the win for him in a different way, right? Kubalik yeah, scored a goal like that? that. Well, I was just watching the highlights here. Uh, Kubalik for Chicago hit their rookie. Um, he scored the same. Was it Koskinen in net for Edmonton tonight? Almost identical. You're right. Almost Ryan, for bang sure. on of that goal. And I thought, man, like not a good night for goalies on that play. I don't think Marky had his best game, but it was. They were talking about, it and I was thinking the same thing in my head during the intermission. I thought, you know what? This is a game where he's played pretty well. I mean, yeah, the goals weren't. Uh, you know, those side ones are just brutal to see go in. Like he he had an off game as far as the goals that went in. Um, he played the puck a little bit too much again, which I'm sure uh, Travis Green is probably going to have a <laughs> chat with him about. But at the same yeah. time, it was the kind of game where there were some saves in there. Like there was a few where he had to come back in and he had to kind of be everything for a couple minutes, and he was. Um, but at the same time, this was one of those games where instead of the goalie winning it for you, it was it was the guys in front of him that got those timely goals, and those. It, it, it has to work that way in a run. You're going to have games where your goalie wins everything for you and you win uh-huh. one nothing. We've seen Luongo do that in 2011 and a few other years. Um, we've also seen it where, you know, you have to have the guys in front of you and it might be a 7-6 game as long as you're in front of it. So I, I didn't love Marky's game, but at the same time, he, he didn't have that terrible of a game where I'd say, you know, we should be considering someone else. Like he's still the guy in net and I think now he gets a reset and I think... Uh, I think all the jitters are out is maybe this series was like that exhibition game for, for him as well. Like now everything's out and he can focus on, on uh, being a difference maker. Yeah. I, I like that, that perspective of, uh, I would disagree with you. I don't think he played a great game or a good game. Um, and I know he, he, he struggled, but he battled. Right. But I think the, the, the best point that you brought up in those comments, Ryan, is the fact that he didn't play to the level where we think we need to replace him with Thatcher Demko. Right. Yeah. He still seems like the, the Canucks starter. He still seems like he can lock this shit down at any moment. Um, and, and I was happy with it. I mean, he did, he did work. You shouldn't be a six foot five goaltender and be beat in the, the, the top three inches of the net over your shoulder. Um, that shouldn't happen. I think it's just too much crouching. I think it's just like a, a little bit where he probably needs to work with Ian Clark and get back to a little bit more fundamentals on on the basics, right? And obviously they're there. They exist, right? Or else a shutout doesn't happen in game three. Um, so he's got 
what he needs. I think he's seen the worst of it, and it's all about just getting back to a level of consistency that we know he has already um, to just start to use it for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, again, you're going to have a goalie that has a bad game and you can still win. So, I mean, really, uh-huh. Minnesota was close enough, uh, you know, Staylock. I mean, I guess the goals that went in on him were pretty decent aside from the Sutter one. Um, you know, Pearson going top shelf. Um, Hughes' goal was a great goal as well. Um, Bo had a great goal. Like, it was a, it was a perfect shot by Bo. And you, like Brady, you were saying, like, you know, how many times have we seen Bo Horvat not score that? So mm-hmm. it was, you know, it, oh, I just about had one earlier in the game too. It was really close. So yeah, it was, uh, definitely wasn't necessarily the, the goaltenders night on this one, but at the same time, the guys that mattered, um, were putting in pucks. So, and quite frankly, yeah. we were, it was the right team that did. So. Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? Yeah, yeah Markstrom was definitely shaky. Like, he definitely let in some bad goals. Don't get me wrong. But I won't like, get you wrong. He didn't have a he didn't have a great game. He didn't have a terrible game, but he kept the team in it. And then when it got tight, he made some solid quick saves too. Yeah, he battled. So he, battled. he definitely battled hard. They all battled. So I love it. And uh, you know who I, what I really loved and I was super pumped about, and I've been waiting for a long time is the you know the debut of Ole Olevi. I mean, he got six minutes overall in the night, but uh, great to see he played six minutes, zero shots on goal with him on the ice. So that's a plus for him. Yeah, it's like o- OJ was there, uh, and it was good to to see him get into the lineup. And if we're being completely honest, what can Ole Ulevi not do that that Oscar Fantenberg can do in a similar amount of minutes? Are we really losing that much by continuing to develop a player who could potentially work into our top four and be part of the future, where we're talking about giving minutes to a guy in Fantenberg that we don't think is going to be around in, in probably one year's time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I feel like green did a really good job of, of sheltering him, getting him enough minutes to be part of the game, but not into a position where he was going to be, you know, lined up in the defensive zone for a key face off with, uh, you know, the second line out there or the first line out there or something like that. Right. So, uh, he had a couple of plays I thought were, oh shit, the puck's dumped in deep. It's going to be a race to the board. He's got to break this thing out or make the play around the net. But he handled himself. I mean, he looked he looked like he belonged and he looked like an NHLer. And I think we talked about this a couple of weeks back where we felt like obviously Ole Olevi has the smarts to play at this level and it's probably going to be better for his game to play with more intelligent players and players that play at an NHL level. Was there a reason that they put in, was it more handedness than anything over Rafferty? Well, I do know that Green is really married to the idea of having a right with a left. Yeah. Um, so that probably is a big factor, even though there's guys like Ben uh, that play both sides. Um, but you're, you're right. I think I think if you're going to choose two guys, uh, one's a right, one's a left, they have equal amount of NHL experience, he's probably going to go with the guy who's on his natural side. Yeah. Quick question, you guys. Do you know exactly why they played Yolevi tonight? Because I'm not really sure. Like To play Yolevi and to play him like six minutes less than Fattenberg, just, was, he, was Fattenberg a little banged up? I don't, I, I, I don't know the answer to that question, but I think if, if with 
without having all the information, I feel like if you're going to play a guy who's only going to play six to eight minutes and you feel like he can play at a similar level than a depth defenseman like Thattenberg, why aren't you playing your guy who's going to be part of the future who you can't continue to develop? So do you think we're going to see Olevi moving forward? I hope so. Uh, I, uh, you know, I mean, I think if he continues to show well, obviously we have to know what's going on from a practice point of view. Um, but yeah, Ryan, what did you think of his game tonight? I was trying to find him, to be perfectly honest. Like I remember, well, that's probably a good thing. Then. Yeah, exactly. I there was two shifts that I remember. I remember him like playing the puck a few times. Um, he didn't look out of place. It was kind of like, it was almost like watching Chris Tanev early on. Like he didn't, you didn't notice him, so that's a good thing. And that, like to <laughs> me, it, like early on, like that was a nice thing. I, I guess a good defensive game is if. They're not going to be a guy that's going to be a difference maker on the score sheet. Um, if you don't notice them, that's probably a good thing. It means they didn't do anything bad and they stayed out of the spotlight. So, you know, for a first game, I mean, hey, not there isn't a bigger game that you can start in to, to get your NHL debut. Um, good for him. I don't know if he's going to play in the first game of the actual playoffs. Um, I'd like to see Rafferty, and I think he's got a lot to offer, especially considering his, the season he had with the Comets. But that's a whole other thing, and for now, uh, I'm I'm happy with uh, the decisions that have been made thus far. Well, they've done a good job with their selections for who they decided to bring along for Black Aces. I mean, we, we haven't even talked about a guy like Jordy Ben getting into the lineup that has a decent amount of playoff experience, right? For sure. I mean, uh, you know, J- Jalen Chaffeld is probably a perfect complement to sub for a guy like Chris Tanev, and and Brogan Rafferty would probably be a nice player to to sub for that right-handed shot on the power play unit if an offensive defender goes down, right? For sure. So let's not you know let's not hope that something happens to a point where we're going to have to get a guy like that in. Um, but if we're talking about depth, you know, it doesn't look like Jay Beagle is going to be in good shape after blocking that shot. So mm-hmm. um, it could be it could be Adam Gaudet. That's what I was uh, thinking. Riding coattails and getting right back into the lineup. And I know we talked about him not being a great uh, defensive third or fourth line center. No. Uh, but but who knows? I, I still see him as a better option uh, than, than, than Big Mac playing at center, uh, who actually had a pretty nice game too for the limited amount of shifts that he had. So this is depth, guys. This is the kind of stuff that we're talking about. If we have options on those bottom three or even top two lines – because we still haven't even brought up a guy like Justin Bailey yet. No. Um, that puts us in a pretty good spot heading into the next series, and at least we have a couple of days to figure that out. Speaking of Big Zach, um, in the third period, did you guys notice how his board work there, just like that grind to keep the puck in uh, in Minnesota zone? Like just It was little things, but mm-hmm. he, it was just like he wasn't going to give up on that shift, and he still made something out of nothing. It, that's, again, a guy that isn't being asked to – you know, put the puck in the net. He's, uh, you know, your bottom six or, you know, bottom, you know, bottom nine or bottom, whatever you want to call it. But he was uh-huh. your, he's your depth forward and he was doing depth forward things. Like he was, ke- he was keeping oh. the puck moving. He was keeping the play in their zone. So they still created chances. And that's all you can ask for a guy like that. So when he comes back to the bench, you know, he did his job. That's what he was asked to do then they can send out their scoring lines and try to keep things going. So I really like Zach's game tonight. Yeah, with limited minutes, the depth guys really stepped up. I mean, uh, I was ragging on Jake Vertanen la- last night about his game and how he needed to step into up and do more. I didn't see him do too much offensively, but, you know, he drops the gloves right away, gets things going. Didn't really actually work out in our favor. We ended up trailing all game, but good to see him do that. And like you're saying about McEwen, like it's almost like every time – 
he was out there. They're, they're, they're kind of chilling on the bench and then they just go out there and they got to bring that energy and get that, the team morale back up and keep that morale going. For and he sure. was doing that also with like Tyler Mott. Those two guys were just rolling out there. So that's awesome. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good point, Brady. I, I feel, I felt like every time they were out there, they were creating some chances. I mean, not graded chances, but it, it always had to do with, you're right. McEwen's board work down low, uh, some work along the boards to get it out and a quick, you know, one time or two, a guy in the slot, for uh for a scoring chance so he's doing the things that we need him to do and he's going out there being a little bit physical hey go out there as a fourth line center try to get us a face off in the offensive zone don't make mistakes don't get us pinned in our own end and i think that he's doing you know exactly what he's asked of him just like he said yeah the bottom six was fantastic and it was good to see i'm not sure if you know ted but Jay Beagle was actually back after he took that uh, block oh, off the hand, okay. eh? Uh, it looked like, a, looked like a broken finger, but I know he was back playing in late in the third, so good to see him on the ice. I mean, obviously, now. he's still playing for now, so Damn, what a um, that'll be a, huge, it'll be a huge loss if we, if we lose Jay Beagle. Absolutely. He's, he's, he's a playoff performer. He's got a nose for the net. <laughs> well, he's just—he's just a huge just, face-off guy, right? He's just there. a hound so important. on the puck. Like, he's... just what a dog that guy is. I mean, he—he he never ends up in the coach's doghouse. And uh, we're done. I think like, we're done. Like you said, he's got a nose for the net. And <laughs> <laughs> is there any more of those? I can't remember. If you're what a dog, yeah, he's not a bitch. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dudes and guys, dudes and guys. Our final one of the playing round. Um. I'm going to go first on this one. All right. So my dude for this game was JT Miller. I Really? Yep. I was impressed with his game today. He didn't get on the score sheet from what I remember. Uh, his block shot, I was pretty impressed with. He's just, again, he, he's kind of doing, he's doing the intangibles kind of stuff. He's, he doesn't need to score a goal to make an impact in the game, and for me, I was I was happy that he was on the ice tonight. I thought the I know Brady, uh, you were kind of saying the lotto line looked average, even though uh, you know they weren't the the stars tonight. I thought that line worked their butts off tonight, and you know J T Miller was definitely a guy that uh, you know he put the team on his back a little bit. He wasn't the one that did it the most, but I liked the game that he had. And sometimes, uh, you know, it's not the guy that puts the puck in the net that has a big game. So he's my dude. I like it. You have to. Me, you don't you have a choice. I think you're on mute if you're trying to talk, B. Yeah, I'm here. Um, sorry about that. I was just checking some stats quickly. Um, I don't think I really had to because he was absolutely the best player of the game. Quinn Hughes. My God. I know we've talked about him already, but one goal, two assists, absolute snipe from the point. And he's just so good at like recovering. Whenever he makes a mistake, he owns up to it, recovers. Um, and he just keeps better and better as this playoff playing series is going on. And I honestly think he's going to be the MVP of the playoffs for us. Uh, six points already leads all defensemen. The sky's the limit for him, man. Due yeah, to the it, due to the game, it's Quinn tough Hughes. to argue with that, Brady. Uh, we talked to. I know we were always picking our dude and, dudes and guys segment when we were trying to pick, you know, old Canucks versus new Canucks or current Canucks versus blah blah blah. And the one that we brought up a couple times but didn't use was was Pedersen versus versus Hughes. Yeah. Um, and I I think I still believe I'm on this train that I think that you know. Quinn Hughes may be the more important player to this Canucks squad than Elias Pettersson. So, um, yeah, he continues to stir this drink. 
uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. He continues to be the engine, the guy who drives the bus, whatever other metaphor you, you want to use. But everything runs through Quinn Hughes at this point, Pedersen included. So he by far is the more important, the most important player to this roster as we truck along this playoff, um, this playoff scenario, storyline, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think if I'm picking a dude this week, uh, I mean, there's a tough one, but I'm going to have to go with the captain. Uh, I mean, stepped up with solid, reliable all game, created energy, threw some hits, scored the game tying goal. Uh, and I was really close to picking my man T Tanner Pearson um, because he just manhandled that defender uh, in the bottom corner of the zone to give Bo the puck to score that goal. But he scored so many times this year. Uh, but that's what a captain does, right? Scores the clutch goal at the clutch time when you need it. Uh, and it just happened to be the game time goal to get us to, to, to overtime. So my man, dude of this game, Bo Horvat. Yeah, he was, uh, he was, he definitely showed his captaincy tonight, if that is a thing that you can do, but, uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah it, it was, you know, he hasn't been a captain that long, so he's, he's a young captain, but, uh, you know, as we've seen on that, that great movie, Captain Phillips, he's the captain now. So we got to follow that guy. Um, my guy of the game. Oh man, that's a tough one. I can say you know it. what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick Jake Vertanen. I think uh, I, I didn't mind the fight. I didn't love it. It was it was what it was, I guess. But I don't think Jake had himself. He had an okay game. There was a couple plays there where I thought he tried uh, making something happen, but overall. You know, again, Jake was kind of in there, and this is gonna be a tough one. Like, what is he gonna look like this playoffs, and you know, and in the future? But right now, you know, he he was a guy. I'm not saying that uh, he can't have a, a big series next time, but for now, I nothing really, you know, stood out for Jake today ex aside from that fight, and you know, he was gone for half the period for that one. So, Jake for yeah, fair enough. Um... If I'm going to jump in and take a guy after you, this might not be too popular of an opinion, but uh, maybe just because I want to see a little bit more out of him when, you know, we, we have a chance to win the series. But uh, no, Elias Pedersen. No, no, I knew you were going to say that. Uh, you bugger, My guy. So, yeah, like I said, chance to close out the series, plays 19 minutes, and doesn't even register a shot on net. Um, yeah. So. That's said. Like that. Enough said. But he had an assist. I think, I think you're right, B. I, I think we need to see a little bit more for Pedersen. I, I was expecting a little bit more. I mean, he doesn't hurt us when, it's, when we're out there, but we're not asking Pedersen to not hurt us. We're asking Pedersen to, to bust a game open. Um, Hank, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, it looks like Hank flipped his computer over, so that's super weird. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he just didn't play the best game. Um, the one thing I didn't like about his game at the, at the moment and the moment when he was coming in and he lost his stick and he felt, he felt so bad when he lost his stick in front of the net. And then I believe Staylock just like pushed it away. Like that way down penalty. the ice. That was, was a that penalty. Not a, was that not a penalty? It was. It should and they be a penalty. It. Yeah. Or was it kind That's... of, would they kind of wave them both off because Pedersen kind of interfered? With the no, game? that was a penalty. I think if you, if you chuck somebody's stick or if you push somebody's stick away, because uh, I know because I've definitely been called for this a few times. That's a penalty for sure. But there was, uh, you know, there was a scenario there where I can't remember. I think it's Fiala uh, went in, toe drag, tried to let the shot off, tripped as a result, 
and then I think it was Miller oh. tripped over his skate. That was a call. That That's was, not a real call. No, that That's was not garbage. A I don't care what world you're playing in. It was garbage. Uh, that that was total garbage. But whatever, <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. So maybe that was the miss. B. Um, Sorry. But yeah, Ryan, I was asking you, uh, you know, on on Brady's guy of the week pick, if you thought, you know, there was anything more we could have seen from Pedersen, I was saying. You know, we're not asking him for us to be out there and not hurt us. We're asking for them to be out there and break the game over. But any thoughts on Pedersen's performance this uh, this game? Um, yeah, sorry. I had to go uh, tell my cat to stop scratching the door, and I wasn't wearing any pants, and I, I wanted that to just be my moment, so I'm really sorry. Uh, that's the way it goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as far as PD goes, um, I again, I think it's, it's one of those things, kind of like Markstrom, where – you can be the best player on the team or the second best player on the team, and you don't have to have an elite game all the time. I thought his his overall play in the game I thought was pretty impressive. Um, the goals, I mean, you're going to have a night where things aren't going to go your way. I mean, he doesn't score every game, and he's not going to – I mean, he still had an assist, but, uh, you know, they, they still made things happen. I don't think it was, uh, you know, a standout game for him, but I don't think uh, – Pedersen had an awful game either. I I wouldn't personally have picked him as a guy. I don't. Again, I'll disagree with, um, you know, the pick. But that's I guess the beauty of this segment is get you get your own choices on this one. But you know, he could come back in in that first game and absolutely dominate. So you know, it's not like I'm worried about him. So one game uh, again, we won. So we can. There's a lot of things that we can probably look at now. But I mean, I don't think Pedersen was a problem tonight. Yeah, I think, um, you know, if it's my go and I'm picking guy of the week, I think the low-hanging fruit in this one is is Tyler Myers. Uh, you know, another, what, three penalties in this game. I think, I can't even remember the, what the stat was because it changed so much over the course. Of the game. It was like nine penalties in ten periods or something like that. And it just kept rolling past that point. But for all the penalties you take, he still, still played like 24 minutes tonight. He was a minus one. But... I think if I'm going to take a guy this week, I'm, I'm going to go with Jacob Markstrom. And this was a tough night for the goaltenders. Both goalies were under 900 in save percentage. Uh, we're talking about 25 of 29 saves for Jacob Markstrom. He let in some tough goals. And I picked him as my dude last week because I thought that he had made his comeback. Uh, and he has to a certain extent, but it was still great to see the team pick him up. But I think heading into a series where we could potentially play a team like the St. Louis Blues, we're going to need prime Markstrom. We're going to need mid-season Markstrom. We're going to need, you know, end of last year Markstrom uh, to have a chance against teams like this. And this all goes towards the whole team with the amount of penalties that are being taken. We can't go through uh, another squad in another round where we're taking five, six, seven penalties a game because we'll just get absolutely annihilated. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, did you see, I think it'll be good. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, the, uh, Markstrom. So Markstrom, he, uh, oh my God, totally lost my thought. Sorry guys. That's all right. You know what? You can find your thought. Just keep thinking and I'll, I'll fill in the blanks with the dude. No, I know. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So I got it. (laughs) (laughs) He plays back to back games, right? So it obviously was, wasn't the greatest game for him. So the, but the good thing is that going now into the playoffs as I think the back-to-back games are over. I'm not positive about that, but I don't think they're going to be doing it'll back-to-backs. Be, no, it'll be normal playoffs now, I think. I think it'll be, yeah. So that's a plus for him. 
definitely and uh yeah whatever sorry you know what i'm not i'm not, I'm not on my a game tonight guys we're winners so you know what it's okay it you don't have to be that's that's what the goal scorers on the canucks get to do that's why we get to have another one of these i almost didn't want i'm like but if they win i kind of want to do kind of want to do another one of these so guys um this has been an absolute blast to to do this version of what we're doing um i guess the next time we're going to be uh chatting will be when they they start these little uh the real playoffs i guess so i guess uh ted do you have any finishing finishing comments i think that if i had to say anything it would be i'm still standing yeah i'm just <laughs> stoked about the canucks man i i i it's been tough for us over this weird 2020 but it's nice to have some hockey and just separate yourself for a little bit so yeah uh interested to see what what moves on going forward because there's never a shortage of stories when it comes to Canucks hockey. Agreed. Agreed. Brady, what are your final words for tonight? Well, I am just, I'm absolutely thrilled. There's going to be more Canucks hockey, you know, just to finally, for us to finally get it back. I did not want it to get just taken away right away. Um, I'm still standing. And it's it's great. Like at this point, we can officially say that the Vancouver Canucks completed their season goal. We've made the playoffs. So it's a successful season, you guys. And I'm just absolutely amped to see what happens next. I believe we're playing either the Blues or the Stars. And that's probably the better matchup of either Colorado or Vegas. So I'm not sure exactly when that starts, but I can't wait for it. Yeah, on that note, B, and I, I know that, Ryan, we want to get your last thoughts as well, but I will admit that I was wrong. I, I thought this team was not going to make the playoffs. Uh, I'll bet under very different circumstances. So, you know what? They're in, and I'm happy, happy to be wrong. I love it. I love it. No more conditional first, boys. It's it's happening. But you know what? I'm, I'm taking that playoff. So, um, thanks for listening to a post-game win, PP1 Podcast. On behalf of Ted and Brady, I'm Ryan. Have a great evening, folks. Peace. Go Canucks, go, baby. Don't skip this ad. I saw your finger. You were trying to skip the ad. I didn't want to do this, and now we're stuck in it together. I'm Ryan. I'm the host of The Lens Report. The Lens Report is a snarky, humorous, yet balanced look at the headlines that fill your timeline every day. We're going to get straight to the point without muddying any of the waters. And remember, the Lynn's Report is not your parents' news commentary. We swear a lot here, like a whole lot. So tune in and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and find us at criermedia.co or wherever you get your fine podcasts, like they say at the end of all of these ads. It's podcasting. Why are we doing ads? I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.